What's going on, everybody? Please welcome yourself to another edition of Thirst Quench Thursday, Thirst Quench Ministry, Thirst Quench Podcast. I am your host, Chadwick Roseburg Sr., and as always, I am absolutely elated and excited to see y'all on tonight. Tonight, listen, we're going to be coming from the subject. Here it is. You can stretch, Lord have mercy, but do not break. You can stretch, but don't break. Listen, if you're listening to me and you can type something on your screen, please hit those anchors. I need to know that you are grounded and submerged in this word on tonight. Listen, not only hit those anchors, but hit that share button. I'm digging in. If y'all ready to go in, please type on your screen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Listen, as always, if you have any prayer requests or praise reports, please throw those on the screen. Before I get going, listen, I have a huge... I have a huge praise report, and I'm excited about this. My brother, y'all's brother, your friend, listen, my friend, Pastor William Montgomery, I hope that he's listening tonight. Um, I had the chance to talk to him on Sunday. Listen, man, I got he's going to tell you his testimony, but I'm going to tell you just a brief statement of it um, because this is public information, so I'm not telling anything um, that is not out there. Check this out. So Pastor William Montgomery, about three years ago, listen, he had just this horrible episode, was in the hospital for weeks and weeks, didn't know... Um, if he was going to live or not, thanks be to God, um, he got out um, and he had to go through dialysis. He's been on dialysis for three years. Um, on Friday night, um, he and his wife were in the bed about 10 o'clock. They got a phone call telling them from Wake Forest, hey, um, we may have you a potential kidney. Um, but there are two other people in front of you. So if they obviously accept the kidney, then this won't be for you. So he hangs up the phone, y'all. If they had been me, I probably would have been a little upset. Um, that they even told me if it wasn't for sure mine, but we're different. This man is saved. Him and his wife and his family, man, listen, this is just a phenomenal family. Here it is. But they called back about um, a little bit later. I don't know about exactly what time. They called back a little bit later, and they informed them that the kidney was for somebody else. So they stopped. They pray um, for the victim who lost his life or his or her life. They also um Pray for the person who uh, was receiving the kidney that the kidney would take that, you know, if it wasn't the kidney wasn't for them, then it wasn't for them. They were OK with it. They prayed for those people that everything went well about three o'clock. Somebody type about three o'clock on your phone. I'm on your screens on your screen about three o'clock. They got a call said, listen, we need you in Winston-Salem in a few hours. We have a kidney for you. Listen to me. I said about three o'clock. That is a few hours later, about two hours later. They got a phone call saying we need you in Winston-Salem. We have a kidney for you. If that's not worth shouting about, listen to me. I don't know what you're waiting on to give God praise for. So, man, listen, all, everything went well. There were no complications with the surgery. Um, the kidney is taken well. The kidney is producing lots of urine. So there is absolutely no reason uh, that he has to do any more dialysis treatment. So, man, listen, we give God praise for it. I know that there were some complications when they came home, but not with the kidney. So everything is still going great with the kidney. We give God praise and honor. I had to share that praise report before we dig in. Listen, if you are just now coming in, please do me a favor. Drop the anchors on your way in so that I know you are anchored and ready for the word on this thirst quench. If you're not careful, you will drown in it. Here it is. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. I thank you for your continued grace and mercy. God, I pray right now that you remove all distractions from this place so that no interference comes from your word. God, I pray that your word comes forth like never before. God, please decrease me 100% so these people see and hear none of me, God. But they see and hear all of you, God. I pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are acceptable in your sight. God, you are my rock and my redeemer. God, I am an empty vessel. Fill me up, God, until my cup runs over. God, I love you and I trust you. 
I pray that through tonight, God, we learn that we can stretch. However, we cannot break. I love you. I give you all praise, honor, and glory for us in your son. Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Thank you all so much for tuning in uh, to Thirst Quench Thursday. Tonight, we are coming from Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, uh, verses 4 through 6. Luke 5, 4. Uh, through six here we go and it reads a little something like this if it gets happy to you then listen then do your thing y'all are free to worship this may not be church in the physical place but here it is listen to me this is church wherever you are right now so i need y'all to go cuckoo for cocoa puffs uh, like you have never believed god for anything here it is verse four says here it is when he had finished speaking he said to simon put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. Master, we have been fishing all night. (laughs) Lord have mercy. But if you say so, we will let down our nets. Here it is. Verse six, it says, when they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. Listen for a topic. I need for you to type this on your screen right now. Here it is. Break a stretch, but don't break. Stretch, but don't break. Stretch, but don't break. Stretch, but don't break. If you have not hit that anchor, please do so at this time. Listen, before we dig in, I have to make this proclamation. I have to say this so we get this out of the way. You have to learn how to be patient and allow God to work how God is going to work. I'm going to say that one more time. Normally, I dig into it with a story, but I'm excited, so I'm digging in right now. Here it is. You have to learn to be patient and allow God to do God's work in your life. Here it is. So when, when, when Jesus got into the boat, remind you, this is when he was gathering them. He said, listen, I'm going to make you fisher of men. So this is when he were making them disciples. So they didn't have that three-year relationship that they had at the cross. I need you to understand. You got to place yourself in here. Here it is. He got into this boat. He said, Simon, listen, I need for you to push out into the deep, push out just a little bit. And why I say you got to learn to be patient because this was a fisherman who had been fishing, remember all night. So he was tired. He was frustrated because he was doing what he known as a trait. This is what he was good at, yet he had caught nothing. So therefore, he was in the moment of failure, maybe disgrace, maybe uh, disgust, because again, he was a fisherman by trait, yet he had been fishing all night and had caught nothing. I need for you to keep up with me. Here it is. I'm excited about this text tonight because we're learning patience and we're learning how to stretch but not break. Here it is. So when Jesus asked him, he said, listen, I need for you to push out into the deep. What happened when he pushed out in the deep he did not immediately tell them to push down your net no that's when they pushed even deeper when he first got into the boat with simon he says this he says push out and he began to teach the bible does not specify how long jesus taught but the bible also does not specify that simon got aggravated with his teaching need i remind you one more time that they had been out fishing all night and had caught nothing it is one thing to be doing something that you love to be doing something that you are called to do and have a reaping a reward for what you're doing when we preach we love to see souls get saved whenever you go fishing you love to catch fish whenever you're building a house you love to see the finished product whenever you bake a cake you love to smell the cake when it comes out of the oven whenever you dress somebody from head to toe you love to see the final outcome whenever you do your job you love to if you are a teacher you love to see your students reap the benefits of everything that you told them you love to see them be transformed by what it is that you taught them but here it is here it is can you imagine being out all night fishing long lord have mercy all night and being a fisherman 
and catching no fish. The Bible doesn't say that Simon was aggravated. The Bible doesn't say that Simon was upset. No, the Simon, the Bible says that Simon was obedient and that he pushed his boat. Lord have mercy. Some of y'all upset because uh, you want somebody's asking you to do something in your boat and not their boat. That's my gas. That's my energy. That's my time. I've been out here all night. I didn't catch and had I caught something, I might be in a good mood, but I didn't catch nothing. So God, you are catching me when I feel let down. Woo. I told y'all I'm digging in. I'm not waiting. Here it is. That's the thing that we have to be patient about because we're not always going to be on top. There are going to be sometimes where God wants to use you when you are not at your very best. I'm speaking to somebody who's a little low right now, not because you've been fishing all night, but because you've been trying. Lord have mercy. It ain't too much worse than when you try and it seems like everything is going against what you're trying to do. I need for you to stay with me right now. Here it is. This is for that person who has been trying, but it seems like nothing is prevailing for you. I'm here to tell you right now, baby, it's okay for you to stretch, but it's not okay for you to break. Donnie McClurkin sung this song, we fall down, but we get back up again. Here it is. What he's basically saying is it is okay for you to fall down. It's okay for you to stretch, baby, but you cannot break. Here it is. When Simon is confronted by Jesus in this text, I told you before, listen to me. He had been out fishing all night. He was a fisherman by trade, but had caught nothing. Canaan, welcome to the Thirst Quench Thursday. Listen to me. But you have to be okay feeling like you have failed even in the grace of God. Why? Because even in your weakest moment, he surrounds you with something called grace how do i know this this is not chad talking this is bible talking here is because he says in his word the bible the bible the bible says that when i'm weak then he's strong y'all thought weakness was just a physical trait no i need to teach you right here weakness can be your moment of frustration weakness can be your moment of distress of 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 of, of, of discouragement weakness can be uh, your moment of depression weakness can be your moment of anxiety here it is whatever it is that you are struggling with, god says cast your cares upon me Sometimes he says, because I care for you. Other times he says, because I'll sustain you. But either way, somebody type either way in your screen. Either way, God is a keeper. I need for you to hear that in a past tense words, a present tense word, and a future tense. Why? Because he's kept you, he's keeping you, and he's going to keep you. There is no secret, as the old folks say, what my God can do. What he done for others, I believe that he'll do the same for me. But you are caught up in your frustration. Simon, Simon, Simon had been out fishing all night and it caught nothing. And Jesus, after the crowd was following, he said, I need to teach them. He didn't tell them what he, well, he didn't tell Simon what he was going to do. He said, Simon, when he got into Simon's boat, remember, Simon submitted and allowed him to enter his boat. Remember, I told you, this is not after the three-year relationship they had when they walked and taught and cast out demons, all this, that, and the third. No, this was upon their meeting. So he trusted God enough to submit to him, say, no, this, this, this is my boat, but whatever it is that you say, I'll do so. So here, here it is. Not only did he allow Jesus in his boat, but when God said, I need you to push out a little bit and begin to teach, he was patient enough to allow God to do his work. And that's a testimony for you right there. Maybe you're frustrated because you feel like God has not showed up for you yet. Lord have mercy. But here it is. The old folk used to say, if you just hang on in there just a little while longer, I promise that what you need from God, he's going to do. Here it is. I come to tell you on Thirst Quench Thursday that whatever it is that you need, 
I wish y'all finished that for me. God's, God's got it. If, if it's finances that you need, God's got it. If it's healing in your body that you need, God has got it. I need for you to understand you've got to learn to be patient and allow God to do God's work in your life. Simon could have been upset with Jesus because remember he had been out fishing all night and had caught nothing. Did I tell you that he was a fisherman? So he was supposed to by trade catch fish. Not only was he supposed to, but since it was his trade, here it is. This was his livelihood. You thought he was out there all night fishing because he felt like it. No, this was his trait. So this was his livelihood. What's up, Pop? Listen, I need for you to understand. Here it is. It was his livelihood. So that means that he had to provide through fishing. So if he didn't catch nothing, that means he didn't have any income coming in. And can you be disappointed with not having your needs met and still be obedient to what God is doing in your life. Here it is. I told you your point number one. Here it is. I don't use to go on points. But here it is. You have to be patient enough to allow God to work. He may not come when you want him. But he's always right on time. But you got to be patient. You got you got, you got, got to be patient. You got you got to be patient. I told you that Peter, Peter was. A, I mean, I, Peter Simon was a fisherman by trade. I told you I need for you to catch this thing. I'm telling you that for a reason. But here it is. Jesus was a carpenter. Oof, Lord have mercy. So in other words, this is a man who fished for a living, taking advice for somebody who was a carpenter for a living, just like his father. I fish for a living. I've been out all night fishing, doing what I do for my income, doing what I do for my profession, for my livelihood. And you who work on wood, you who is a carpenter, you do what you do. Here it is. You come out and tell me, not only get in my boat, but you tell me to push out a little bit deeper. And not only have I been out fishing, but you're going to get in my boat and teach these people after I'm already frustrated. I'm in certain chat in this text. Y'all don't have to follow me, but I need for you to keep up with me. I'm in certain chat because I've been out fishing all night, but I'm frustrated because I have not caught nothing. I'm frustrated because of things like it seems like things ain't going my way. I need for y'all to hear this. The area they were fishing in, this was a popular road right along uh, the road of Caparis, Capernaum. So, so it was a popular road. So Jesus' crowd was a big crowd when he was teaching in the boat. So here it is. So this lake they were going to, Lake Arplain, whichever one you want to call it, it was four miles long north to south. And it was two miles wide. Why are you telling me the dimensions of it? Why? Because there was plenty of room for plenty of fish. In other words, there was plenty of fish in the boat. And if Simon had been out all night, nine times out of ten, our chances are he should have caught something. But the Bible, the Bible, the Bible says that he specifically caught nothing. Oh, that mercy. Drop your anchors right here so we can dig deep in this text. Drop, drop your anchors right here. So I told you again, the, 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 the plain and the river, the lake was four miles long and two miles wide. So there should have been plenty of fish in here. But sometimes I believe that in order for you to receive the reward that God has for you, there are some things that are dependent upon your obedience. That mercy. God loves your obedience. He loves your sacrifice. But here it is. You have to learn to thank God for grace. Somebody shout grace. You don't have to type it. I need for you to shout it where you are. Shout grace. Here it is. Your grace and faith are not necessarily hand in hand. Because why? Because God being faithful is not predicated on what you give him. What are you saying, Roseboro? I'm saying that your faith pleases God. 
but it does not possess God. Can I teach like I feel it on Thirst Quench Thursday? Can I teach like I feel? Here it is. In other words, no matter how faithful or faithless you are, no matter whether you're up or you're down, no matter whether you have been fishing all night and caught everything that you desire or you've been fishing all night and the Bible says you caught nothing, God is still going to be faithful. Even if you don't be patient and allow him to work, God is still going to be God. Why? Because your faith pleases him. Lord have mercy it does not possess him so that means that just because you're being faithful does not mean that that's when God shows up in your life just because you've been hard-headed and 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 having a debased mind and 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 being and being stubborn and being stuck in your own ways um that does not mean that God's not going to show up for you why because your faith pleases him it does not possess him either way somebody shout either way Either way, God's going to continue to be God. Here it is. But plenty, let me tell you about this body of water. This, this body of water had plenty of irrigation, was available from streams flowing out of the surrounding hills, which means there was plenty of water, which means this was a living body of water. Here it is. Let me keep telling you this. Up, up from several flowing springs, the land produced an abundance of wild trees and flowers, as well as important crops such as grapes, figs, olives, walnuts, rice, wheat, vegetables, and melons. Here it is. I need for you to understand right here what that's saying is there are two different types of bodies of water. There's the dead seas and there's the living water. Yeah, you've got Jesus Christ who is the living water, but I need for you to see this thing right here. Do you think it is coincidence that he got into this body of water that had produced nothing for the disciples all night? But the guy who has the living word, who is the living water, steps into the body of water and produces so much fish they didn't have room to reel it in. Let me teach this thing like I feel. Here it is. Be humble enough to receive from anyone that God has assigned to your life. Be humble enough. To receive from anyone. Here it is. Here's the catch that God has assigned to your life. I always tell you, number one, everybody doesn't deserve a front row seat in your life. Here's number two. Everybody is not assigned to you. That's why you can't allow everybody to pray over you nor your children. That's why you can't allow everybody to speak into your life or your children's life. Because everybody is not assigned to your life. But when there is somebody assigned to your life, no matter what their credentials is, as to matter of fact, can I get this off my chest right now? There are too many people who are who boast about dropping names. I take a picture of this person, take a picture of that person, I post it. So you know that I'm connected to this person, this person. Listen, baby, if you're not connected to Jesus Christ in the most deepest and intimate way, I don't care who you are connected to. When it comes to seeing Jesus face to face, baby, you may know this person, but is he going to know you? Lord have mercy. You may know this person, but is he going to know you? Donnie, listen to me, man. I, 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 it, it, it perturbs me how we can receive a word from somebody we've never met, but somebody who, who has been pouring into our life because we don't necessarily agree with everything they've done over their life. We can't receive the word that God assigned to us from them. You got to humble yourself. You got to submit yourself. You got to allow God to speak in your life. I promise you. I promise you. Whatever it is that God has to say to you, he's already said it to you. But don't be so foolish and stupid that you can't hear somebody confirm it in your life. 
eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. The great things that God has in store for you. In other words, he's not going to tell somebody else your business before he tells it to you. I am a firm believer that when somebody tells and comes and speaks a word in your life, it is simply a word of confirmation. Why? Because God has already revealed to you that which he has purposed in your life. You just sometimes need confirmation. Confirmation can come from a multitude of sources, but be humble enough to receive a word from somebody. Here it is. There are some times in life that the very thing tied to your future is in the simplicity of God. Lord have mercy. There are some times in your life that the very thing that's tied to your future is in the simplicity of God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying here it is. God said, God gave Simon two instructions. Lord have mercy. It's getting good. I'm starting to sweat. These lights getting hot. I'm gonna be surprised if I turn them off. Here it is. He gave Simon two instructions. Pull out into the deep and let down your net. There are some things that are tied to your future that are in the simplicity of God. Yes, God is complex. He's made up. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Yes, we cannot comprehend his thoughts. That's the difference in God and us. We cannot get to that level. But the more you complicate God, the more you complicate the simplicity of him. There are some things that you have to understand are simple. God didn't make this situation difficult. He didn't make this situation complex. He simply told Simon two instructions. Lord have mercy. He said, here it is, push out into the deep and cast down your net. You can't have one instruction without the other. Those instructions are so simple, but one don't work without the other. If you're obedient enough to cast, to push yourself out into the deep, but you don't cast down your net, now you're just farther from where you started. If you're too stubborn to push out into the deep, yet you cast your net where you've been failing your whole life, now you're just repeating the same things, expecting different results. If I'm not mistaken, that is the instruction, that is the definition of insanity. Baby, listen to me. When God gives you instructions, make them things simple. Because he told Simon, again, I need for you to understand what he told Simon. He told Simon, listen, push out into the deep and let down your net. I searched in multiple translations, multiple versions of the Bible to see if he said, push out into the deep, pull out into the deep and cast down your net. Throw down your net. Arch out your net. But every translation I looked at said, pull out into the deep. Here it is. And let down your net. Why do you think he said let down, Chad? Because I told you Simon had been out fishing all night and it caught nothing. This is his livelihood. He was frustrated, yet obedient. He was aggravated, yet humble. Here it is. He was frustrated, yet obedient. He was aggravated, yet humble. Those instructions that were so simple were tied to his future. What you're saying, preacher? I'm saying, here it is. If he was humble enough to pull out into the deep, Lord have mercy. And you can hear some of the response that he has. Here it is. Verse four, verse five, it says, Simon answered, Master... We have worked all night long. I'm going to revise that into the Chadwick Vincent Roseborough Senior Edition. Lord, now I'm tired. I've been out here all night. 
Now, you know I'm a fisherman. Yesterday, I caught a whole lot. Today, I didn't catch nothing. But Simon said, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, well, have mercy, then I will let down the nets. Here it is. See, see Simon used the same verbiage that the Lord used. Simon heard God say, I need you to let down your net. He didn't say throw down or cast down. He said, let down your net. So Simon said, Lord, if you say so, I'll let down my net. Because when you're frustrated, it's easy to throw. Y'all seen the uh, Jaden Smith movie, Karate Kid? When he went to hang up that jacket, he was hanging it. And then he'd take it down. He was hanging it. And then he'd put it on. He'd hang it. And then he'd put it on. He'd hang it, and then he'd put it on. In your frustration, you begin to get aggravated, and you'll throw it, and you'll snatch it down. You'll throw it, and then you'll snatch it down. That's why it's important for you to hear the simplicity of the Lord's voice. God didn't say throw it down. I'm really teaching this text tonight. I need somebody to pat me on the back. Now, here it is. God said, let down your net. Here it is. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. Type this on your screen, string, stretch, but don't break. Those nets that were using at those times were able to haul in between two and three hundred pounds of fish. Those nets that they were using back in those times. Were able to haul in between two and three hundred pounds of fish. Those nets play that they use back in those times could haul in about two to three hundred pounds of fish. Those nets that they used back then were able to haul in between two and three hundred pounds of fish. Those nets that they used back then. Were able to haul in between two and three hundred pounds of fish. In other words, when they were sim when they were humble enough and obedient enough to do the very same things that God told them. Remember, He didn't say throw down or cast down. He said, "Listen, let down your net." <laughs> and in letting down their net, the Bible says that they caught so much fish that their nets begin to break. And this is where I got my angle and my and my sermon uh, homiletical subject from with this text was because. Uh, what I heard God say was the net stretched, but it didn't break. Lord have mercy. There are some times where you have to use your stretching season for your own good. If the nets were not able to stretch, then surely they would have ripped. And if they would have ripped, everything that they caught in that night would have swam out of the net. But because you've been obedient enough to allow God to stretch you. When things get heavy, when things get tough, you've already been stretched out enough that when things get tough, you're able to hold on to God's unchanging. I need you to drop your anchors because I'm teaching this thing real good today. Listen to me. Because those nets were designed to stretch, when the nets got heavy, when the load got heavy, they stretched, but they did not break. 
the worst thing for a fisherman is to have a net or a line that when it's reeled in it snaps why because that which is on the other end breaks and goes free and if it goes free that which you had you no longer have which means you can't you may be fishing all night but you catch nothing i'm here to tell somebody right now you've been wondering why it felt like god has been picking on you you've been wondering why it feels like you cannot get ahead but i'm here to tell you god is stretching you for such a time as this there will come a time in your life where it seems like things have been so hard on you you cannot figure out why god is picking on you as a matter of fact you might even say these words i can't stand the fact that god is picking on me but baby if you just allow god to do what god is going to do and be humble enough to receive a word from somebody who may not be assigned to somebody else but they are assigned to you god will give you some simple instructions like pull out just a little bit and listen to me let down your net if you are obedient and humble enough to let down your net and not throw down your net in your frustration which is a signal to god that god i trust you even when i can't see it (laughs) i trust you even when it feels like you're picking on me i trust you even when it feels like i can't stretch any farther if you trust god enough to allow him to do what he's going to do the bible the bible the bible says that they hauled in so much fish that the net begin to break. Listen to me. You may begin to break, but I prophesied over your life because you have allowed God to stretch you. You will not break. <laughs> I'm okay if it looks like I'm going to stretch as long as I don't break. I'm okay with my stretching season. No, it's un- no, it will not feel good. Yes, is it uncomfortable? No, I don't want to go through it, but here it is. I trust God enough <laughs> that I'm going to trust him even when I can't see my way through. Is a matter of fact, is there anybody in here who loves God enough to say, God, I've been running for my stretching season long enough. But before I wake up another day and I don't allow you to stretch me the way you do me, God, I need for you to re- reproduce some things in my life. I don't care how hard my situation seems like. I don't care how many times I've got to go through it. God, if you've got to stretch me to bless me, then God, my arms are opened up wide. I need for you to stretch me until you're able to get in with me. I need for you to stretch me until my neck is strong enough that when the test gets going, when the when the rough gets going, when the tough gets going, I trust you enough that I've been stretched enough <laughs> that I'm not going to break under my pressure. Here it is, pressure bust pipes. But I believe that God is doing something so supernatural in your life that you are able to stand your breaking season. My watch just told me that I'm being too loud, but I come against this watch and the enemy right now. God has been too good for us to be quiet on what he's doing. I need for you to be okay with God allowing your body, your mind, your spirit, and your mind to be stretched. Here it is. I need for you to be okay with God allowing your flesh, your body, your mind, your spirit, and your emotions to be stretched. It don't feel good. Lord have mercy. It's painful. But make no mistake about this thing. He's not going to bring you here to leave you here he's not going to bring you here to leave you here he's not going to bring you here to bring you here he gave God he gave Simon simple instructions pull out into the deep I know you're frustrated I I, I know you're aggravated here it is I know you're tired I know you're depressed. 
I know your anxiety levels have been at an all-time high. But God says, I need for you to trust me. Pull out into the deep. Pull out into the deep. And when you pull out into the deep, even when you're frustrated, trust me enough to let down your net. It's tempting to throw it down. Because I don't want to be in this season anymore. I need to get it away from me as fast as I can. I don't want to be in this situation. I don't want to be in this town. I don't want to be in this city. I don't want to be in this house anymore. I don't want to be at this school. I'm tired of this church. Trust God enough. Here it is. The scary thing for you is I'm asking you to go deeper. And you feel like you're already drowning. But in order for you to reel in so much that your net begins to break, but it doesn't, you've got to learn to go into deeper water. Here it is. No matter how afraid of this water you are, no matter how afraid of this next season that you are, trust God to be God. Trust God to be God. Eyes closed on this, unless you're driving, keep your eyes open. Eyes closed on Instagram, eyes closed on Facebook. Father, right now, we submit to your will. Not my will, God, but your will be done. I've been out fishing all night. But God, if you tell me to go deeper, I'm going to go deeper. I've been reading my Bible for six months straight. I've been praying four or five times a day for six months straight. God, I need you to show me your strength. Here it is. God, I'm weak. Show me your strength. God, thank you for the simplicity of you. God, I thank you that you don't overcomplicate who you are to me. Whatever it is that I need. Whatever it is that I need. God, you've got it. Whatever it is that, that I need. God, you've got it. If it's strength, God, I know you've got it. If it's peace of mind, God, I know you've got it. If it's mending my broken heart, God, I know you got it. If it's stability in my house, God, I know you got it. It may not come when I want it, God, but it'll always come on time. So, God, thank you for the simplicity of you being who you are. God, pray now in the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart are acceptable and pleasing into your sight. God, I trust you. I love you. Even when I can't see it, I trust you. Even when I'm tired of the stretching, God, I trust you that my stretching will not be in vain. But I understand now, God, that you're stretching me right now so that when the, 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 when the pressure hits at an all-time high, I'll be able to withstand it. I'll be able to show your strength in my situation. I love you, man. I praise you. For in your son Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody taped amen. Listen, if you have not hit that anchor, even if you have, listen, I need for you to create this algorithm. I need for you to hit those anchors. Drop those anchors. Let me know 
Let me know. Let me know that you are submerging yourself in this word. Drop those anchors. Listen to me. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And may heaven smile upon you until we meet again. In Jesus name. Amen. Listen to me. Do me a favor. Hit the share button. And on your share button, please drop the anchor. Hashtag Thirst Quench Thursday. I love y'all. I love you. And it ain't a thing you can do about it. I'll see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Have a good week.